this morning, I feel we still have to step on the gas and continue our journey. Otherwise, we would not be able to complete the uh, three-fold burden for this weekend, which I'd like to remind you, even though it's not written anywhere, a, the freshness, the fragrance, and the fruitfulness of in the church life, or, or a fresh, fragrant, and fruitful church. I think those three things sort of came to me just a couple of days ago or a few days ago that inspired me concerning the, the kind of church life that is up to the standard, up to God's standard. There are many other ways, I'm sure, to describe a proper church life. But uh, this weekend, we will concern ourselves with these three. To say that, and I have a particular burden, uh, not only here for Kansas City or for the churches nearby, but all the churches, really, that these days, our church life, we need to take a look at our church life and somewhat evaluate it. Now, I don't mean to be, you know do a survey or in a very uh, kind of introspective way analyze your church. That's not what I mean. Don't do that. Either for yourself or for the church, that is not a healthy exercise. But to have a kind of consideration, a kind of consideration of where our church is, I would say is it's quite necessary. It's like, you know, your body, periodically, you need a checkup. Am I right? You know, I'm aging, of course. And for an aging man, I have to do certain checkups. In fact, the best medicine is the preventive type. Meaning before you get sick, you find out something already. And early detection anymore is salvation, right? Especially with certain very... A serious type of illness. So we are a body. We are an organic body of Christ. And of course, the body of Christ is perfect, right? But in our experience today, in the church life, we're still living on the earth. Uh, we are still uh, living in our flesh, am I right? Our physical body. And uh, we still have a number of things bothering us, you know, all the negative things bothering us, and like, uh, like sin, am I right? Like death, like, uh, like the devil, Satan, he is in a sense in the lake of fire, on the other hand, he is still a roaring lion, the Bible says. And all these, and, and even ourselves, ourselves, our the self, the, the ego, huh, so to speak, all these things bother us, and it bothers the church life. And it is these things that cause our Christian life to wane, to go downwards. It is also these things that cause the, a church life to what? To, uh -huh, to be not so prevailing. To be not so prevailing. So it is good to have some kind of 
evaluation in, 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 a, in a good sense. Now, the burden this weekend is like this, that at least these three areas can serve as what? A kind of criteria. Uh, these three areas. There are other areas, all right? But there's oneness, there's, there's many other things, okay? But I'm just choosing these three areas as a kind of a measuring stick, if you will. The first is the freshness of a church. Amen. The church, a church, a local church, may be very proper. You know, it's standing on the proper ground. It is, you know, it is in fellowship with the body. It, of course, holds the proper common Christian faith. You know, it practices all those things in a, in a proper way. And all those things are absolutely necessary. Those are the ground on which the church life is based. But I must tell you, it is possible that even when we have, we're standing on this proper ground, yet we are a church that has lost its freshness. I recall now that Jehovah once said something. It could be in Isaiah, I don't remember. He talked to, spoke to Israel through the prophet. Remember the days of your betrothal. You know, that means your engagement. What was that? That was a time at Mount Sinai when God gave Israel the law and outwardly speaking, it is God giving man commandments. But if you have read the life studies, you have a different view. You realize that those ten words, the ten commandments, were hardly just some law given by God for them to keep. That is a what? Marriage certificate for them to sign. It is not for them to keep a bunch of law. It is for them to say, uh, to say, I will. It is a marriage certificate for them to say, I do. Now, very different, the two things. I will means I'm going to grit my teeth and keep your law. And of course, they fail miserably. Even before the law was given, they already fail. I mean, no way the fallen sinful man can keep God's holy and righteous law. Impossible. Am I right? That was not meant for that. That was a marriage certificate. God is saying, here, this is me, so handsome. Right? You know, that's ten words describe God. It's a picture, a photograph of who God is. He is merely saying, look how handsome I am. Do you want me? Will you marry me? Uh, if uh, Israel would not say, I will, but Israel would say, I do, they would just get married with God, fall in love with God, and by loving God, I will tell you, they will be filled with God. They would be saturated with God, and before they know it, they will be look like God, and they will spontaneously live out God, and that is the commandments being kept. It is not by their natural strength that they keep the commandment. It is by loving God. Amen. You see, actually the top commandment is to love God Amen. with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your might. Amen. Am I right? Amen. I tell you, love 
is the first of the commandments upon which all the prophets hang. God doesn't want you to do things. God wants you to love him and marry him. So that was considered by God the days of betrothal. That was an engagement time. That means, that means what? That means that romance was fresh. Now many of us know, our brother testified in his marriage, the more he is in the mar- mar- married, the more he found out all the things about his wife, and vice versa. And that's when uh, the love will start to kind of go down. Because you thought she was an angel, and you found out, you wake up the next morning, she is not. And she thinks you are some kind of a prince, and when you wake up, it's a frog, right? (laughs) My goodness, I tell you, it didn't take too long for that romance to become kind of stale. You know what I mean? It becomes a routine. It's a kind of a daily tolerating of one another. Uh, the, 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 the bridal days, the days of the bridal uh, time is gone, long gone. Oh, I tell you, to keep a marriage fresh is not easy. It takes a lot of work. <laughs> well, princesses, what am I saying? I'm saying that it is possible that we have a so-called good orthodox fundamental church life in every respect but its vitality is gone its freshness is gone it's there's no sense of bridal days but just two old person looking at each other kind of tolerating one another do you see what I'm saying uh, it's nothing wrong. I mean, they're still married. They still do their chores. and You know what I mean? Yeah. But the freshness is gone. I, I will tell you, personally, it can happen to each one of us with the Lord in our relationship. So yesterday, 72 points to maintain a fresh relationship. Amen. That's what it's all about. Now, this weekend, corporately, corporately, it is also possible that what we are in a not so fresh church life. Not so fresh church life. And because we are not so fresh, that th- this really means we have lost our vigor. Uh, that vigor in the church. That vitality in the church. That kind of uh, uh, youth, youthfulness in the church. That kind of a strength and dynamism in the church. Uh, That kind of liveliness. Yeah? That kind of livingness in the church. Rather, in place of that, it is a kind of oldness. A kind of staleness. A kind of routineness. A kind of even deadness. Is there still a good church? But it is. There's no ability to do things. There's no ability to bear children. You know, you don't bear children when you are 60. 
because biologically you can't. Yeah? You have to have a certain uh, youth, youthfulness and age to bear children. Am I right? That, that's how God made it. So we, uh, by, being, by aging, we're unable to bear fruit. We're unable to uh, save people. We're unable to bring people to, to the Lord. So on and so forth. And, and because we already are, have been so long in the church, we know the ropes. We know the right thing to say. We know what is a good brother. And we all are become good brothers and good sisters. But the vitality is not there. You remember in the early 90s, Brother Lee had a long training for three years on the vital groups. At first, I scratched my head. What a strange name. You know, small group, I can understand. Uh, home group, I can understand. Vital group, what is this? Then, I, gradually, I realized Brother Lee's penetrating diagnosis of the recovery at that time was a loss of vitality. That if we are to practice the God-ordained way, that if we are to bring in the increase of the church, that we are to recover the function, the organic function of the saints to build up the body of Christ, vitality must return. We are in desperate need of vitality. That, that's that vital group training is all about. It's not just about two or three or grouping this way or grouping that way. We were all concerned about the way, you know, by neighborhood or by this. It's not about that. It's about vitality. If you're not living, you, you have a bunch of corpses. And no matter how you lay them, they are still corpses. Am I right? Uh, it's dead, dead. In, in fact, it's rather easy to lay corpses because they, don't, they have no opinion, you know. Uh, they, they have no preference. It's quite easy. Living people, actually, it's very hard to arrange. But thank God they are living. Amen. They're living. Amen. Oh, I tell you. Oh. Uh, the church life needs vitality. Amen. Freshness. Amen. Freshness is what we need. Amen. Not just propriety, but freshness. Amen. Sometimes even our propriety takes the place of freshness. We thought as long as we're proper, we're okay. But we're properly dead. Dead right, you know, as they say. We're right, but we're dead. Dear saints, we really need to have a fresh church life. Manhattan, I feel there's some freshness there. Would you agree with me? Oh, so I want to go and visit Manhattan. But if you say, uh, I'm in a, I live in a, a funeral parlor, please come and visit me. I said, no thanks. <laughs> I have no interest to visit that. But where there is life, there is a flourishing, whoa, whoa, I, I like to go there and see what's going on. Amen. You know, uh, our brother shared something with us very important. Uh, not recently, but you know, in his ministry. He said this, he said, vitality is the attraction is the attraction. And he spoke it especially in, uh, in context of gaining the typical Americans. That's the context. Um, that today, if we want to gain the typical Americans, just to have the truth is not enough. 
don't take me wrong that we don't need the truth. Oh, I tell you, the truth is it. Truth is our content, is our cargo. Am I right? That's our goods. That, that defines the Lord's recovery. Absolutely so. But if we only have the truth, but we're a dead, we're not living, we still cannot attract people. When I come to a meeting, you know, when I first came to the church life, you many of you have the experience many years ago, you know what caught me? Not only the ministry of Brother Lee, but when I take a look at these crazy people. Oh, Lord, amen, hallelujah. I say, wow, I've never seen anything like this on the earth. This is it. One in those days, frequently, one meeting will wreck people's lives. A rather common occurrence. Today, I tell you, three years, we're still pulling teeth. In those days, one meeting, people are gone. I mean, not gone. They, 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 they're in. Not gone. They're in. I was one of those. I took a bus. 22 hours Greyhound from Eugene, Oregon to Los Angeles to attend the church meetings there. i never been in one, you know, in, in L.A. anyway. I went to the first one. It was Tuesday night prayer. Wrong meeting to bring a new one to. And I went in there. There was all this groaning, this unison amen. I never heard anything like this. People saying in, in such sharp unison, amen, you know. And then, and then, the most, most offensive thing is these people pray, many of them pray with their eyes open. I said, this is wrong. How can you do, this is a prayer meeting. How can you pray like this? You have to close your eyes, you know, all that. I, I was offended by that. But I tell you, no denying one thing, this, there is vitality. There's some unspoken attractiveness related to these people. Am I right? Oh, that drew me. That captured me. That actually subdued me. Subdued me. And I wasn't, uh, you know, after the first meeting, I was so offended by this. I was going to, I was not used to that kind of meeting style in the recovery. I was going to ask, please get me back to the Greyhound. I, I want to go, back, go home. You know, this very, very uh, uh, conflicting feeling. You know, on the one hand, you're very, Attracted. On the other hand, you're very repulsed huh? uh, uh, in your soulish, in your soul, and in your natural man. Well, thank the Lord, the brothers would not take me to the Greyhound station, <laughs> and I was stuck with them in a, a, a conference there with Brother Lee for three a weekend. Uh, that's over Christmas time in uh, there in uh, uh, in the late '60s, and I will tell you. Uh, not the whole story, but I tell you, I was, I was captured. Not only, be, I already knew Brother Lee. I already had read his books. No, no problem there. No question there. It was the church life that just ruined me. Brothers and sisters, I feel it's been 30 some odd years since we see such prevailing church life in the United States. I don't mean there's no church life. I don't mean there's no good church life. I mean church life that has that level of prevailing attraction. Oh, we have not. Then you say, why? Well, there are many, many reasons. In, there is the outward opposition that put us all into the bunker, took away our boldness and our faith. There's also the internal turmoil every 10 years that knocked the wind out of us. You see what I'm saying? There's all these things 
And of course, just by what? Just by, 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 by uh, this uh, um, uh, um, uh, natural inclination. Oh, there, there's the, 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 the coldness set in and all of this. And to the point that our brothers say, the general state of the Lord's recovery is one of dormancy. This is 1980s. Dormancy. So that's why he went back to Taiwan in the 80s to restudy how to meet and how to serve and came back with this so-called God-ordained way. But when he came back with the God-ordained way, he was fully intending to work it out here in the West, in the United States. He studied it in, in Taiwan, but his intention is to work it out here. But he went, came back and smacked up into a huge big rebellion of 1988 and 89. I was there. I was in the eye of the storms. So you talk to me, I know what went on at that time. So he had to spend his energy to speak the truth, to preserve the recovery, to restore the saints. And by then he was getting old, he was getting sickly, and he has to devote all his time to release the high peak truth. So, in spite of his training on vital groups and speaking on the God-ordained way, we were, not un we were generally unable to execute. It is like asking a, a man with 10 tubes on him in the, in the hospital ICU to go run a marathon. You, you, are you with me? Yeah. Maybe a little bit exaggerating. That was the state of affairs. Now, there is a strong feeling that what? It, this is, this is, this is, this is, uh, um, uh, how many years ago? No, starting, this started from the 70s. The, the, the end of that 60s era of prevailing increase, where we went in L.A. from 30 people to a convention center conference nationwide of 3,000 in about 12 years' time, or 11 years' time. We've never seen such rate of increase anymore in this country. Well, well, if you look this, make the 70s, how many years now? 35 years, right? 30 to 40 years. It's been that long. This is not to say in these years nothing happened, like no church grew, no church. No, 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 no. A lot of wonderful things happened. The Lord jumped over everything and started a wonderful work in Russia. Amen. Am I right? Amen. That was a marvelous thing. The Lord uh, opened up Mexico. The Lord opened up Eastern, Western Europe, Israel, oh, uh, India, in uh, Australasia. And many things, wonderful things happened in the Lord's recovery. But I am talking about North America and USA specifically. This is the base. This is where the arrow is directed towards of the enemy. Now, brothers and sisters, I, we brothers just believe those 30-some years of lean years must be over. Amen? Amen. Amen. The fat years must come Amen. to the Lord's recovery. Amen. Do you agree with this? Yes. Huh? Yes. Amen. Amen. It's time. It's springtime. There must be a prevailing rising up 
in the saints and in all the local churches to meet God's need of increase and spread of his testimony in this important strategic continent. Even this nation. I know wonderful things are happening in China. I know that. Right now they have the largest number of saints in the Lord's recovery following this ministry. I know in the church in Shanghai, they grew from 300 to now 4,000 in a few years. Because that has a lot to do with the migration from the countryside to the city, which is the trend in China. Many, many wonderful things. I know what is happening here and what is happening there. But dear saints, I'm asking, what about our backyard? What about Missouri? What about Kansas? What about Nebraska? What about Arkansas? What about Iowa? What about this Midwest? What about this heartland of America? There's still 300,000, uh, 300 million people in the U.S. of A. 300 million. Typically, a quarter million of those are born-again believers. So you have 75 million real, true, born-again believers. And we have word today, definite word today, that 20 million Christians that are dissatisfied with either mainline denomination or the mega churches and have left it. And are now wandering, looking for what they call alternative Christianity. And they don't know what it is. They're dissatisfied with the superficiality of the things offered to them. And I must say, not in any arrogant way or prideful way, that what they're looking for, we have. Amen. I mean the truth. Look, 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 look at this thing. Look at this three-pounder. huh? I mean, I mean, what can you say about this? And this is not Witness Lee. This is a consummate ministry drawing upon the centuries of revelation that the Lord has given to his servants over time in his church. And all this has been distilled, synthesized, right, into this today. And Brother Lee will give credit where credit is due. It's not just, of course, the Lord gave him more revelation. But I tell you, dear brothers and sisters, this interpreted word, isn't this what people are looking after? Yes. You know, Brother Raymond is not here. The, the black brother, you know, Raymond, he has a cane. I, I, I had a very pleasant visit with him today. And he told me a story how he was just unhappy, dissatisfied, and the ministry was presented to him. It started with the spiritual man. That is a very, very early and basic book by Watchman Nee. I would, I would say it somewhat um, um, elementary, if you will. But that caught him. He just read and reread. And when, and begin to acquire the taste, and when some recent ministry was introduced to him, right away he could tell, that's it. The homing device got activated. That's it. They can smell it. That's the real stuff. But I tell you today, there's only not only one Raymond. There are hundreds and thousands of Raymonds. And, and, and this couple in Denver and many others. I know because I helped serve in BFA and throughout all these years, you just don't know how open and increasingly open people are, both young and old. 
both young and old. T tonight, I will, we will show you a, a, uh, a, a slideshow, an animated slideshow of the, 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 the latest of BFA. And there will be some, some uh, 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 you know, emails from people and so on. You, you'll get just, that, that's just a, a, a representative of what is happening today. Dear saints, oh, I, my heart aches. Amen. My heart just, just aches for these 20 million. Surely among these 20 million, there are some that God has chosen. Amen? Amen. Just like God has chosen you and I. Do you believe uh, for, for, for his kingdom, for his testimony? I believe so. But, brothers and sisters, let me say this. Yes, we all must be constituted with the truth so that we can be that Ethiopian official that can guide, uh, I mean, uh, be Philip, the evangelist, that can give guidance to this official in knowing Isaiah 51. All right? Today, they may get the ministry and read it and appreciate it, they still need a living guide that can help them eventually even into God's purpose, into the church life. That's you and I. So we need to be, be constituted with the truth very much, very, very much. But, brothers and sisters, that is one side. We uh, desperately need the other side in all the local churches. And that is a vibrant, flourishing, living, uh, vigorous church life. That means a fresh church life. And I said this morning already, there's only one source of freshness. You cannot manufacture, fabricate. That's just a show. And it won't last. You can bring in a rock band here, and maybe for an hour we'll all be jumping up and down. But after that music is over, we will have a hangover, right? <laughs> no, no, no. 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 The, o the so only source of freshness is the fresh oil. Amen. And the new wine. Amen. That, is, that is the spirit. Amen. And the divine spirit and the divine life. Amen. Oh, besides truth, and his word on this side, we must have the spirit and life equally on this other side. Amen. So my burden this morning is uh, giving you a background of these two things in type concerning oil and wine. I think you're quite clear. And now I must finish what I did not do in the next few minutes until 8 o'clock. And that is today we must uh, experience these things. If we experienced them 40 years ago, there's no reason why we cannot experience it today. In fact, the glory of the latter house is always greater than the former. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do you think when the Lord comes, things will really be really unbearable than the Lord comes? No, as far as the church is concerned, it should be on a ascent. It should be going up, right, to Zion until we meet the Lord there.
The church should be going up. Not flat. Not downward. But up. So, oh, brothers and sisters, Lord Jesus, we need the Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. Lord, I don't need anything. I need your Spirit to fill me. I need the Spirit. I have it. I have it just like those uh, um, um, virgins, five wise virgins. They have already the lamp burning. That means they regenerated. And they have some oil there to keep it burning. But when the bridegroom came, they have found that their lambs are dying because they did not store up or buy the oil that would fill their soul. They would, did not, the Spirit did not move out from their spirit into their soul, mind, emotion, and will to saturate it, to fill it. So they ran out of oil. Friends and sisters, we need desperately the, the infilling of the Spirit. Amen. Not in a Pentecostal way. You know the Pentecostal, you fast for three days, boom, you know, something happened, you start speaking funny, and, and you heal people. Forget about that. Forget about that. That is a funny spirit. We have this spirit already. Amen? Amen. This compound spirit is in our spirit already. Now we need this spirit to fill us to overflow. To flow into our soul. To flow into our mind. To flow into our emotion. To flow into our will. We need to, oh, to, be, to pour and pour to overflow. So every day we have to say, Lord, fill me now. Amen. Fill me with the Spirit now. Amen. Lord, I'm an open vessel. Yes. I'm unloaded. I'm empty. I'm cleansed. Fill me now. Amen. Fill me with the Spirit now. I'm too dead. I'm too cold. I'm too icy. I'm too insensitive. Lord, fill me with your Spirit. It's the Spirit which is you yourself. Amen. The life-giving Spirit. Amen. I need this Spirit to fill me inwardly. I need this Spirit to fill me outwardly. Amen. There are two kinds of filling in Acts. The inward filling and the outward filling. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need both fillings. The essential filling and the economical filling, so to speak. But it is the same Spirit. Oh, dear saints, our problem is we've got this gleaming uh, uh, Ferrari. You know what I mean? 600 horsepower. Huh? But the tires have no air. And the gas tank is on zero. This car is only good for the museum. Am I right? Good for, good for the show, not even for show. The tires are, are like that. How do you show it? Dear saints, this car is made to run. Am I right? Amen. Zero to 60 in two seconds. Am I right? <laughs> now, what do we need? Everything is there. Everything is there. What we need is pneumatize those tires. Amen. Fill it up with air. Amen. And pump that huge gas tank with super Racing premium. Amen. Now you're ready. Amen. Now you rev that engine. We're ready to go. Amen. Oh, I tell you. 
Oh, we say practice the God-ordained way. Practice the vital group. No air, no gas. The more you tell me, the more condemned I get. Can't do it. You know what is needed? What you need is go to the gas station and put in those 50 cents and put that thing in your mouth. <laughs> Pump yourself up with air. Oh, the living air. Am I right? Jesus is the living spirit. Am I right? He is the living air. The spirit and the air is the same word. In Greek, pneuma. That's where pneumatize come from. We need to be daily pneumatized. And the whole church need to be pneumatized. You may have only 12 people, but everyone is pneumatized. I tell you, that place rocks. You come here with 300 people, everyone is half dead, no, no air. So what? I say, so what? You have a beautiful meeting hall, what? So what? We just built one in Irvine, I told you already. So I told the brothers, good, we got a meeting hall. And I said, so what? Does it make us a better church in Irvine? Absolutely not. Thank the Lord for the facility. I'm not, not, not unthankful. But we built that facility to fill it up with people. Amen. Otherwise, it's just, just, just steel and and. And, and blocks, what, what is it good for? For years, for th- now, but in a couple of more years, the Lord's recovery will have his 50th anniversary. And our number of active members is still a pitiful 25,000. You think that is commensurate with even the U.S. population growth? When I came in the 60s, U.S. is not close to 300 million at all. Maybe two-thirds of that. I don't know. The population grew. How about the church population? Well, well, tomorrow I'm going to talk about fruitfulness. That's another measuring stick. But let's talk about freshness. Oh, I want to be fresh. But nothing will make me fresh but the Spirit. Oh, brothers and sisters, we need to call on the Lord. Really call, not just, oh Lord Jesus, oh Lord, this is a church thing to do. No, we need to inhale. The Lord has exhaled. Now we need to inhale His living Spirit. Call on the Lord. We need to confess our sins so that we would have an empty and cleansed vessel so that He can fill. Actually, to be filled in the Spirit is a very easy thing. You don't need to beg. You don't need to plead. Because the Spirit is already there inside of you. You just need to make sure you are cleansed. You are right with the Lord. There's nothing between. You are empty and unloaded. I tell you, you just call on Him with a pure heart. You just pray. That's another thing I'm going to talk about tonight. You just need to pray. Pray more. I tell you, you will be filled with the Spirit. And by faith, you have to claim also. Even the economical spirit. You just claim it by faith. Lord, this is our inheritance. You have baptized your body 2,000 years ago. Am I right? Today we claim that fact. It's ours. Oh, dear saints, then we are filled with spirit within. And we are clothed without with the spirit. I tell you, we are 
attractive. That's life and spirit. The light, the, the, the lampstand will be shining bright. The Lord says, the lamp should not be put under the bushel. Too long, for 30 some years, the, the recovery has been under a bushel. You know, people still go to the internet and get things about we are a cult. Thank the Lord we're working on that to change that. You know, with Google Analytics and all of this, we're trying to change that thing. But, but yet it conditioned us to become scared, to bunker down, to hide, to have lost our boldness. Dear saints, I declare by faith those days are over. Amen. Yeah? I'm that foolish. I'm that foolish. The Lord's recovery will have unprecedented era of growth. Amen? Amen? Amen. Shouldn't it? Yes. Shouldn't it? we have 50,000 in the Lord's recovery? Amen. How about 100,000? Oh, that's too big. What? <laughs> With 300 million, 100,000 is too big? What kind of math do you do? <laughs> to me, that is a drop in the bucket. And this is the Lord's recovery. And I'm not here just to be big, to be big, to be the great Babylon. No, no. I'm here to be normal. And with the very best that everyone wants today, dear saints, so many hungry believers would rather be sitting here with us tonight. Amen. Am I right? Amen. But they are not here. Because we have lost a certain ability to attract them, and to retain them. That's not a matter of technique. It is a matter of. Oh the vigor. The vitality. That we have. That comes from spirit and life. Amen. So I have. Some pairs of verses here. Romans 6. Look at this. Romans 6. 4. It talks about. Uh, you don't need to read. It talks about walking in newness of life. Amen. That's the wine. Am I right? And in verse seven, chapter 7, verse 6, it says what? We do not serve in the oldness of letter, but in the newness of the Spirit. Amen. So chapter 6 is the newness of life. Yeah. Chapter 7 is the newness of the Spirit. So you have what? You have the wine and the oil both being described in as new. The newness of life. You know what is characteristic of the divine life that we have it's new it's not old it's flourishing it's growing it bears fruit it's green it's it's sappy right and the newness of the spirit that means that oil is fresh oh may the church life never become religious May the church not become a, another religious entity. Oh, we are the living vine. Am I right? We are the lampstands shining brightly. And we need to be filled with new oil. Fresh oil. The present and living spirit. Oh Lord, thou art the spirit. How dear and near to us. We used to sing that jumping up and down. Now, we sing it with our leg crossed. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? 
dear brothers and sisters? Oh, I'm not saying I'm trying to repeat some good old days. You know, try to re- remake you know some good old days. Forget about it. I expect days that will be better than that. Amen. You know, when they relay the foundation in Ezra, people were weeping, shouting, uh, 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 all kinds of things. You know who, who wept? The oldies. Because they remembered the first temple. You know, they wept. The young ones, they never seen it, so they jump and shout. <laughs> I hope in our church life, we will have a lot of weeping and, and shouting. You know, yeah. not as an act, but we are filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Oh, in your home meeting, in the church meeting, brothers and sisters, don't let the meeting drag. Don't let the meeting die. Don't, let, don't be silent. Oh, brothers, don't be silent. Sisters, cry aloud. Amen? Amen? Amen. By what? By being pumped. By being pneumatized Amen. with air. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5.18 Don't be drunk with wine. Wherein is dissoluteness. You know, the physical wine. But be filled in spirit. See the point here? The church life, as described in Ephesians 5, is the church life filled in the spirit. Very simple. Not this, not that, not this, not that. But a bunch of people filled with the processed and consummated triune God. And then they start speaking, psalming, hymning. Am I right? That's the church life. Not a dead meeting. Not, you know, well-behaved meeting. But a noisy meeting of speaking one to another, prophesying, singing, because they are filled in the Spirit. Oh, be filled, brothers and sisters. Sing, say, Lord, fill me now. Fill me with the Spirit now. I don't need anything. I just need you. As the compound Spirit. Sevenfold intensify. Fill me now. I'm not happy just to know that you are such a Spirit. I want to be filled with you as such a Spirit. Until I'm drunk with new wine. Until I am just soaked with oil. In Titus, it says two things. Number one, the um, regeneration, what, what does it say? Uh, the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Spirit. That regeneration does not specifically refer to our, you know, the time of our salvation. But it does refer to a, a whole lifelong Christian process of being remade, uh, remodeled like a house by the divine life. That's why it starts with our regeneration, really. Consummates with our, our glorification. We are in a long process of what? Of regeneration by being washed and washed and washed and washed and washed. Washed away especially the oldness. You know the wrinkle in Ephesians 5? You know the wrinkle? The spots and wrinkle. I have a lot of spots, you know. I went to the dermatologist. 
you know, kind of like, well, he said, sorry, these spots are hereditary. That means you got it from your parents. I thought, oh, that's right, my dad is quite spotty. <laughs> he said, well, I can, I can treat it. I mean, you're going to have to pay for it, you know, uh, this and that. He said somewhat like, at your age, whoa, whoa, you don't need to be so vain. <laughs> he said, if I were you, I'd just leave it. <laughs> oh, I got really, really disappointed. <laughs> That's the last thing I, we need to hear, right? <laughs> that you're old, forget about it, it's too late. <laughs> I mean, even these spots, even my dermatologist won't touch them. Lord Jesus. I, I think I'm getting really close, right? <laughs> In Ephesians, it says the bride, preparation of the bride is by the washing of the water in the word to wash away the spots and the wrinkles. Both are come from aging, from skin damage. You know what I mean? From oldness and any such thing. That he can be a what? A new bride. Amen. Who would marry a wrinkly bride? I don't think anyone in their right mind would do that. You want to marry a, a new bride. Am I right? A young bride. And dear saints, this is the process of renewal. Amen. So you have not only the washing of regeneration by the divine life, but the renewing of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit. That is the Spirit's work. Amen. And by this washing of life, washing of this water of life, and by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, day by day, our old man may be decaying, but our inner man is being renewed. Amen. We are not getting older, we are getting younger. Amen? Amen? Amen. Even people like with this, is, are getting younger. Amen. How about that? Yeah. By what way? By the Spirit. Amen. By life. Amen. By the life washing me, and by the Spirit renewing me. Amen. So it says, be renewed in the Spirit of your mind. Amen. There is a way out, older saints. There's a way for us to be fresh again. Amen. Don't pick up the old pictures from the 70s. That doesn't work. It's over. Go get a wash in the divine life. Amen. Go get oil. Not oil of ole or whatever it is. But the oil of the Spirit. Amen. The real lotion. That will really be wrinkly, wrinkle removing. Amen. H reversing. Amen. Lotion of the Spirit. Amen. The compound Spirit. Amen. With Christ's death. Christ's resurrection. The sweetness of his death and the power of his resurrection. Put those cream on. Amen. And you will be renewed Amen. like a little child. Brothers and sisters, I really mean this. I'm not just preaching and just getting excited. I have a deep burden. Today, the church's condition must match the ministry's word. Amen. For us to gain the seeking ones in this country or in our community. The church life must be spirit-filled and life-saturated. And all of us 
have to live that way. Amen. And together in the church life, we have to have that kind of a church life. Amen? Amen. All right, that's good enough. That, that's good enough. Amen. Now, tonight, can I have those verses? Ah, oh, okay. Tonight, I have to be quick because of time. Thank you very much. Tonight, I must move on our church life in order to attract. Talk about attract. Can, uh, needs to be fresh, like fresh oil. Am I right? Like, like, like fresh, a fresh bar of soap, right? Um, just, okay. And, and don't forget, this fresh oil honors God. When the church is living, it honors God. When the church is dead, it dishonors God. God is not praised or honored or blessed when we're dead. Because God is a living God. Our God is living and he needs living children to honor him. Amen. The best way to honor God is by being living. Amen. It says the dead praise not the Lord. We're not dead. We praise the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. Our mouth is open. Amen. Spirit is exercised. Amen. We are alive. We are not dead. Okay. And it honors men. You know, if I come and say, hey bud, how's it going? I don't honor him. <laughs> I say, praise the Lord, brother. Amen. I tell you, I honor him. Because I am giving life. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? If I, sisters, don't gossip, because your gossip dishonors the listener. You dishonor that sister by your gossip. You want to honor that sister? You want to crown that sister? Speak life to her. Amen. Speak Christ to her. Amen. And the wine, it cheers God and it cheers man. Amen. When we are drunk with the new wine, even God gets excited. Even God starts to dance, maybe. When the church is dancing, surely God is dancing. Because his children are happy, filled with his life. And it also cheers man. Why? We have contacts, but it, we are hard to bring them into the church life. Well, there's a lot of things. Shepherding, this, that, this, that. But I'll tell you there's one reason. We don't have enough oil and wine to put on their wound like the Good Samaritan. And we were unable, therefore, to bring them to the inn. To the inn. We don't have enough spirit and life to heal people. To heal people's spiritual condition and sickness. Just talk doesn't work. Uh, just a good conversation doesn't work. There must be spirit and life to heal and to cheer. All right. We need that. Okay, now, quickly, tonight we come to church in order to attract, in order to satisfy God. This is about God's satisfaction and man's satisfaction. All right? That church must be fragrant. Amen. 
not just living, but fragrant. There's a smell. There's an odor, a sweet odor to a church. I visit many churches. I come to some church. My, I just smell it. You know, you go into a kitchen. You know, the bread is in the oven. You know, you know that smell? Oh my, I love that smell. I love that smell. It's attractive. Am I right? You, you just hang around until it comes out of the oven, right? I go to some churches, it's like going into a kitchen like that. I go to some churches, there's no smell there. Or worse, there's sometimes some repugnant smell there. Trash that has not been taken out in two years, you know, or something like that. You cannot, you, you, you cannot, you cannot fake smell. And you cannot argue with smell. It is what it is. If you emit that kind of odor, that's it. That, 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 that's just the way it is, right? Well, a church, for it to satisfy God and to satisfy men must be a church filled with a certain fragrance. You, 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 can't, def you, you can't even explain it. You, you, can't, you, you can't define it. You just come amidst of these people, you just smell something. That there's something in the air, something very real to your spiritual nose. Something very sweet. Very sweet. Now, uh, la last night, I mean, this is this morning, I gave you some background. And today I have to, tonight I have to very quickly also give you some background. The spirit as the oil, as the anointing oil I gave you is in Exodus 30, the compound spirit with the four spices. Am I right? Yes. Myrrh, cinnamon, myrrh, calamus, and cassia. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you go study. I tell you, right there, you also have what? You also have an other compound. It is called the compound of the incense. Mostly, we don't pay that much attention to this. It's a compound of four spices. And it is very hard to pronounce. Even tonight, I don't know how to pronounce it. But four spices is called stacti, stacti, or stacti, or whatever it is. And then it is uh, called... Uh, I really don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but trust me, there are three... Uh, there are four kinds. And the, the last kind is called, it's just pure frankincense. All right. Now, these four are to be compounded together, okay, into, to become the incense with which the Old Testament priest would burn at the incense altar that is situated right in front of the Holy of Holies. We know that that altar, incense altar, is a picture of the praying Christ. Of the praying Christ. And this incense that is burned is to ascend to God. 
This is Christ's prayer. With Christ himself as the incense to be the very acceptance of that prayer before God. You know, I, I'll tell you, actually in Genesis 8, once when Noah came out of the ark, you know that story, Noah came out of the ark, and soon after that, he built an altar, and he offered burnt offerings, and he that is maybe the first time I don't remember, but this kind of speaking, a word there, it says, and Jehovah smell the satisfying fragrance. Now, this should convince you God has a nose. I think it's very, very logical, right? Not only God has a nose, God likes to smell things. And God likes to smell certain things. And that, those animals, those are Old Testament animals that they burn, uh, that Noah burned as offerings, ascended so that God smelled it and was satisfied in the Old Testament. So, when he called the nation of Israel, he instituted that a great part of the worship of the children of Israel was to burn offerings to burn all kinds of offerings to God so that while these offerings would become ashes here after the fire, it became a fragrance that ascended to God and making God happy and satisfied. And because God is happy and satisfied, God accepted his people. And of course, the, the, those offerings were to take care of various conditions of his people. Right? We're not to get into that tonight. Alright. Now, these, that is one kind of offering. Burned in the outer court, these animals. But in the holy place, they burned these specially made incense. Made by a perfumer. A compounder. Uh, and it says, no man can make any other incense like that. If you do, you'll die. It is absolutely according to God's formula and prescription. God wants to smell certain things. Don't you make what you think he likes to smell. And I will tell you, all those spices are all aspects of Christ. And Christ processes, including his death, all three, the first three that I cannot pronounce, all three refers to the death of Christ. And frankincense refers to the resurrection of Christ. And the first spice speak about the generating aspect of God, Christ's death. The second one spice speaks of the redeeming aspect of Christ's death. And the third spice speaks of the Satan repelling and destroying aspect of Christ's death. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Plus resurrection, Amen. frankincense, compounded together. And this is what God says, 
I want to smell a whole bunch of this. In other words, God wants to smell Christ. And among children of Israel, they're all arrayed as an army. In the middle is the tabernacle of testimony. Outside is this plume of smoke going up of these animals being burned. But inside unseen, in the holy place, is a place filled with smoke of another kind of these spices burning. And they are all, all these things are very smelly spices. You know, uh, uh, some of us, do you eat Indian food? You go to eat Indian food. Let me tell you, it is full of all kinds of spices. Very spicy, not in the sense of hot, but in the sense of, sense of very exotic spices. That makes up Indian food. That's why some people don't like it. I tell you, God loves it. I don't mean Indian food. I mean <laughs> spicy. So each one of these spices are actually raisins. And some are actually even an animal. An animal from the sea. The second kind. That's why it's redeemed, the redeeming aspect. Some are from plants. Some are from the vegetable plant life. Some are from the animal life. But they all have something common. They are very strong smelling. In fact, they... The last kind, this, the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the one that uh, is a type of the, the uh, Satan repelling death of Christ, is actually very, very bad smelling. The first three are sweet. Uh, the first two are sweet. But this last one is actually stinks. Uh, it does, doesn't smell good. But frankincense smells good. It is sweet. But you compound it together, I tell you, it has a special aroma. I don't know how it works, because I'm not a perfumer. All right? And God loves that smell. Well, brothers and sisters, a church, a church should have smoke coming out of it all day long. Number one, in the outer court is Christ being burned. On the cross. Am I right? And inside the holy place. And actually in the holiest of all. Actually the, 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 this incense altar straddle. The two places. I tell you. There should be this incense rising up. That's what makes the church fragrant. That would make the church fragrant. Okay. Now. Where are we? Okay, well, I don't need to go into a lot, lot of uh, details, but I will just say that this Franklin said, well, let me just say this. This tells us that the spices that God wants to, God will be satisfied with, and man will be satisfied with, are what? They, are main, they mainly have to do with Christ's death and Christ's resurrection. Now listen to me. This means for a church, a local church, to be fragrant. It depends on the saints whether they are living a crucified life and a life in resurrection. If a church, in a church, there is no cross, 
There's no working of the cross. There's no dying to the self. That church will not be fragrant. If in that a church, people operate by their natural life, with their natural man, with their natural zeal, with their natural wisdom, and not in resurrection, there will be no sweet smell. So now we go a little further. Not only fill with the Spirit and fill with light, but day by day we need to live a life under the shadow of the cross. Of denying ourselves. Of being put to death. Of not, of not claiming anything for ourselves. Our pride, our ambition, our ego. Our self-centeredness. All these things. Must go. Must die. And our natural way of doing things. Our natural concept. Our natural skills. Our natural ability. All those have to be crossed out. When we are all like this. Dear saints. There will be a smell. A undeniable sweet smell to God. God will say, I love it. Because you are fully identified with my crucified and resurrected son. That's the God-man living, so-called. Do you see this, brothers and sisters? You know, you go into this... uh, holy place, I'll tell you. And when the, they're supposed to burn this incense all, all the time, I, I don't think you can handle it for too long. You may need a gas mask. I believe that place is choking with thick, spicy smell in a little space. Just smoke, nowhere to go, no ventilation. But that's how God would have it. That's where God would meet with man. In smoke. He would have no other way of meeting us. You, you think about it. Oh, the church life should be, should be smoky. The church life should be thick with smell. Oh, when we come together, you just smell it. Because so many dear saints die to themselves. And live to God. Amen? They die to their flesh, their temper. They die to their self, their soul life. They die to their natural man. They just die to that. They live in resurrection by the divine life. Oh, sweet smell. Sweet smell. You know, a brother who come to the meeting, he doesn't say it for say a word. He doesn't have to say a word. You just sense something is emitting out of him. I mean spiritually. Emitting. You know this dear brother has gone through something with the Lord. The Lord's hand has touched him. And he has been broken to some degree in that matter. And the Lord is what? Working himself into this person. You can smell it without him even saying a word. Have you experienced this? I have. When the whole church is like this, 
this church is fragrant. Absolutely fragrant. Where there is this kind of death, it's fragrance. Whereas you come to a church, people fight dogs and cats. You know what I mean? People are all in their ability doing things. People are no, no smell, no smoke, common, common. In fact, it stinks, really, because it's sweat, the human sweat coming out, the human odor. Oh, brothers and sisters, don't bring that odor here. Bring Christ here. Now, I say another thing. And that is, this incense is to burn at the incense altar, which is the praying Christ. But today, there is a corporate praying Christ. That is the church. You know what will make a church fragrant? A praying church. A praying church. Amen. You come to among some saints and they're just gossiping. No smell there. But when you come among the saints, they are just praying all the time. I tell you, that is fragrant. Amen. That is fragrant. Amen. You, I think you agree with me. Oh, I... I now I come to the New Testament. All those verses I have you read in the, from the Gospels, the Lord was given spices by the Magi in his birth. So incarnation, it's spicy. Right? And it says those are the treasures from the Magi. That means these spices are all extremely expensive. I didn't tell you this morning. Actually, oil and Wine were all considered expensive stuff. In fact, in Proverbs, there's a verse that says, you, in a negative way, that if you have people who have oil and wine will not be rich. That is a kind of a reverse way of saying it. That shows that oil and wine are very, very rich items. They are precious. These, these spices, the myrrh, Right, the frankincense and the gold are all precious items offered to the king, Jesus, the baby Jesus. And that is spice in the incarnation. Then in his human living, you have at least Mary Magdalene breaking that alabaster box at the house of Simon the leper, filling the whole place with spite not smell. And that, the Lord says, he did it for my burial. Because at burial time, it's already too late. They couldn't find his body. Do you know that? They brought spices there. But it's too late. Mary Magdalene did it. While the Lord was living. And here I would say a third thing. Concerning how to have a fragrant church life. That is a church life where everything's alabaster boxes are broken. All of the golden futures, all the, all what they have, are all broken and wasted on the Lord Jesus. 
when there's a church where the saints are thus abandoned to the Lord, that church is fragrant. The fragrance of consecration permeates that church. When I have hidden agenda, you are preserving for your future. You have some kind of thing holding back. You have reservation. This church has no smell. But when you come to a church, every saint is absolute. Given. Consecrated. Offered to the Lord. Abandoning everything. That church is spicy. I mean that church is spicy. It just hits you. It impacts you. It forces the issue on you. You know, you know what I mean by that. When you come, I have to make a decision. That's, what, that's the church life I came into in the 60s. When I came, there's no more gray. It's either black or white. It's either I stay or I'm gone. No middle ground. Because this is the way the people are. They force the issue. Not by forcing the issue, but by the way they are. Or the way they were. That is the third thing. Characteristic of a fragrant. Or what makes the church fragrant. Oh, well, anyway. So the Lord... Uh, and then, and then Nicodemus, uh, I think, anointed the Lord. The, the, the women didn't, but Nicodemus did with 100 pounds. You remember that? Of, of, uh, of uh, not, is it myrrh? Myrrh and aloes. Aloes and myrrh. Listen, this lady, only one pound. Nicodemus, 100 pounds. But this lady did it while the Lord was alive. He did it after the Lord died. Would you have one pound or 100 pounds? Would you do it after his death or you do it while he's alive? Would you do it now or do you, would you do it when the Lord comes back? Now is the time. Amen. This is the age Amen. for us to anoint the Lord Amen. and waste everything of us on the Lord Jesus. And it says that fragrance filled the whole house. Amen. The people say, why are you wasting this? Why about, what about the poor? The Lord says, the poor you have always, but me, you don't have always. Almost the Lord is competing with the poor. I don't mean we don't care for the poor. That's not my point. The Lord wants everything. The Lord is not here to negotiate with you. You say you consecrate. He said, I want it all. I don't, want, I don't discount. There's no discount here. If you want to give yourself to me, give everything. I want 100% because I die for you 100%. I didn't pay a discounted price to get you. You're not cheap. I shed my blood on the cross to redeem you. We have been bought with a price. And we are not our own. Okay. So in resurrection, they also have the spices. Whether they use it or not, the spices are there. The Lord's incarnation, human living, crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection, the spices are there. Because this is the those processes 
are the real spices. Then, very quick, we come to the church. In 2 Corinthians 2, 14, 15, Paul says, we are the incense bearers. The apostles are the incense bearers. Actually, we all should be following the apostles. Am I right? Incense bearers, like in the old Roman days, you know, when they uh, uh, have all these POWs, they just drag them behind in a victory parade back to Rome or whatever it may be. And all those people, they all have to hold incense. Some incense means they're going to die. Some hold the incense means they will live. It depends what incense you're given. But they're just incense following the army, the procession. procession. This is a picture of Christ in his ascension, having won the victory, have a train of vanquished foes. That is all of us. And we're all the incense bearer. In this case, we all will live. Amen? But it says the incense that we will emit to some, it will be unto perdition. To some, it will be unto life. It's up to them. It's the same incense of Christ. But some will reject it and they will be responsible. Some will receive it. They will enjoy the benefit. But we today, as the New Testament little apostles, sent ones, that's what it means, our job is to go out to bring, to spread this incense. Gospel preaching is incense spreading. We just go to spread Christ. When you give away that Bible, it's to spread Christ. You talk to someone, it's to spread Christ. What they will do, you're not responsible. Your job is to spread it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, another sign of characteristic of a fragrant church is a what? Is a Christ-spreading church. They don't get holed up somewhere. They go out to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? That is a fragrant church. Okay. Then Ephesians 5.2 only tells you that Christ is the real offering with a sweet savor to God. Now, I go on. In Philippians 4.18, as well as Hebrews 13, both talk about the apostle appraising the Philippians for remembering him and giving him material support. You know, financial support. And Paul was so appreciative and say, this will add to your account. This is a sweet-smelling savor even to God. You support me, but actually God smelled it. And he will keep that account. So this tells us another aspect of uh, of a fragrant church is the church that gives and gives and gives. Give to the Lord's servants. Give to, through the Lord's servants, even in Philippi's case, to the needy in Jerusalem. Give to the needy saints. Give for the Lord's move in, for his interest. I tell you, that giving church is a fragrant church. So finally, in Revelation, I just actually, it is about prayer, right? The bowl of the saints and the incense that's ascended, is poured down. There will be earthquakes and thunders. That means 
the effectual prayer arose with Christ as the incense accepted by God. We have to learn to pray the prayer of Christ. Not our prayer, but the prayer of Christ. Now, I give you a test. What are the characteristics of a fragrant church? Number one? Huh? A praying church. Number two? A church that is what? That experiences the crucified Jesus and the resurrected Christ. In, the, in other words, a church whose saints live in the reality of the cross and in the reality of resurrection. Number three. A church that is consecrated, holy, completely. Number four, a church that spreads Christ as the gospel. Am I right? This will make us fragrant. Oh, may the church in Kansas City be fragrant. May the churches in the Lord's recovery be fragrant not just fresh but fragrant amen I give you until 9 to testify at 9 if you don't mind I'll come up again and give you a quick rundown of the latest about BFA so don't, don't go home huh? We, we have a, we're here already anyway we're not going anywhere so please share something uh, uh, based on the, this message uh, until 9 o'clock. Amen. I should start. Well, we won't have a Troas experience uh, where, where Paul spoke till midnight and people fell off the window and, and died. So uh, we, we won't have that. So I hope we can finish by 9.30. Well, if we can cut somehow cut the lights so the saints can hear, see this more clearly. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm going to sit down. Well, no. I better uh, just stand over here. If you can move over there. Okay. I'd um, like to give you, you uh, saints, a uh, really pretty up-to-date um, um, report of BFA. Uh, for those of you who are not clear, BFA, a nonprofit uh organization to distribute New Testament recovery versions free and Christian literature that is the ministry material and we're dedicated to spread the under spread to the spread and understanding of the word of God based on 1 Timothy 2 4 let's read that all men right this is our burden okay next uh, in our main office, which is located in Irvine, we have 24. Actually, the number is always increasing. We probably have 26, 27 now. Uh, In-office staff and nine remote staff. That's our building. This is our reception area. Those are some of the saints. Next. We also have two distribution centers, one in Commerce, California, and the other would be on the East Coast in Beltsville, Maryland. 
Uh, this is Commerce uh, California, and it's staffed by volunteer saints, and uh, it's a fulfillment center for Bibles, basic elements of the Christian life. There's a, a set of three, volume one, that always goes with the Bible. I'll say more. The military packets and orders for distribution material. Saints want to get distribution material. That's where they get it here. No, go back. And I wonder how many of you have been to this site to watch the video of our DC team. Have you seen it? Uh, we don't have any vo sound, right? We don't. Oh, that's too bad. Well, if you could just go to lethiswordrun.com, you can play that video here. It's very inspiring of these dear ones uh, testifying of what they're doing there. Lethiswordrun.com or lhwr.com. Go there. I really ask you to do this and watch that video. Okay, next. Beltsville, Maryland, most, all these saints are volunteer saints. No one is full-time. And it's a fulfillment centers for book orders versus Bibles and mass mailing orders like zip code mailing and things like that. Next. We have a threefold mission. Number one, to disseminate the free copies of Bibles and books. Two, to facilitate home-based gatherings of Bible recipients to fellowship and study uh, these materials, the scriptures. Uh, that is a kind of follow-up, if you will. And number three, we even have a burden to educate the believers so that they would have the, some knowledge of the fundamental truth in the Holy Word by certain online and other kind of education materials. Next. So for number one on dissemination. Well, we all know we give away the Bible right here, the economy-sized New Testament recovery version. Next. With every one come of them comes something called the Illustrated Guide using the New Testament recovery version. Quite a wonderful little booklet. And then number three, we have always a gospel tract is Jesus in your book. Not all Bible orderers uh, are Christians. Many of them are actually unbelievers. They would get a gospel tract. And then finally, comes with the Bible, is this volume one of basic elements of the Christian life. Next. Now, uh, we have an update to you concerning books. BFA has made a very significant change related to book distribution in order to increase the spread of the ministry. As of September 1, each book title is available individually. Before, they have to order it. They have to uh, uh, get the Bible first and then get set one, set two, set three. Now it's unbundled. They can get any book, any time, in any order. They don't even need to get a Bible. They can get this book. And I'd like to tell you, we just started this only two weeks, and there is a spike in ordering. Uh, it's, a tr it's a phenomenal jump in, uh, in, in people now that they're able to get books instead of Bibles. Okay, next. So, first of all, we have uh, the, the books. We have, number one, the basic elements of Christian life, volumes one to three, like this. Volume one, you, it's actually a compilation of the mystery of human life, assurance, security, and joy of salvation, precious blood of Christ, calling on the name of the Lord, key to experiencing Christ, the human spirit. Very, very good first book for even unbelievers and first-time new believers. We have vo uh, volume two. 
It is a time with the Lord, simple way to touch the Lord, deep calls unto deep, to begin to help a new one contact the Lord themselves. Number three. Next. Number three is two principles of living, love life and right and wrong. You know, the famous booklet by Brother Nee, the way to build up the church and pray reading the word, bringing them still a little bit a step further in their Christian life and even the church life. Next. Other titles now available, All-Inclusive Christ, Glorious Church, and now the Spiritual Nourishment. That is part of the military packet, and I'll talk in a moment about that. It's a, this is a new publication. Oh, this booklet is composed of 30 selections from emana.com. It's like a 30-day devotional. Uh, you can, it, it's just not, it's comprised of ministry, very, very nourishing. It's a good book to give for sure to military personnel, but even to anybody. Uh, coming soon, Economy of God, Knowledge of Life, and coming in 2011, Life Study Samplers. We're going to put out for each New Testament book a sampler that we're going to give away free so people can actually sample the life studies. There's a whole library of books. Now, we have titles in Spanish as well. Next. The Spanish recovery version. We have the gospel track in Spanish and also the illustrated guide in Spanish. We also have basic elements one through three, all-inclusive Christ and glorious church, also in Spanish. Now, this is the military distribution. This is a new thing. We just kicked it off about uh, just a couple of weeks ago also. The packet includes pocket-sized New Testament recovery version, not the one we give to most people with footnotes. This one has no footnotes, the small one. You can put in your back pocket. And then basic elements of Christian life, uh, number one, again, and that book, Spiritual Nourishment, plus a little card with a note of thanks, and inside there's actually a gospel track for them. Uh, this is the cover for the. We have a special cover for the New Testament uh, for the military personnel. That's what they get. Uh, the Bible when they order it. This packet, they will just get that Bible when they order. They will get their own footnote, footnoted recovery version right there. Okay, before we get into that, just a word on the military. The military we just started, and um, uh, please pray for this. Uh, we're very burdened for the U.S. military of all branches. And now with the war going on, um, we, were, uh, uh, we contacted uh, some chaplains there in an uh, in, in Air Force base in L.A. And one of those chaplains is going to be deployed to Afghanistan to be with General Petraeus mm -hmm. and to be almost his personal chaplain there where all the top commanders are. And we really are praying that the Lord would even open the general's heart and open the door for all his troops to get the material. We gave him 200 sets, and he's bringing it over there. We also have some, uh, we know of some people in the Pentagon who are in the logistics. You know, they do the supply and so forth. Pray for that as well, that uh, um, um, we will have favor in their eyes, and they would have a way to distribute this to our, to our military uh, personnel. So uh, these are the materials, the, the, the tracks, and we have a new one. We're going to talk about this. This is a college brochure, if you don't know. College students, this is for you. 
uh, a table. You can order one uh, for direct distribution tracts. Of course, direct distribution of the Bible. Uh, um, and also, what is that? Those are some kind of bookmarks or other things. Okay, next. Uh, we have a new product offer card, a two-sided card that not only offer the Bible on one side, but next, it also gives you the books collection on the other side. So now they can order online Bibles and or books now. It's all here. We have gospel tracts. We have five of them. You probably are familiar. Jesus in your both third part, healing, touch, and unknown God, lost and found. We are planning to come up with another seven to make a set of 12 by the end of this year. So we have more kinds of tracks for different kinds of people. Of course, you know here, quite familiar, we have these uh, tours. This year we have not started a tour because of so many other things going on. In fact, we have disposed or, uh, of two of our fleet of four uh, motorhomes. We, uh, we still have two left. and We're going to keep one and dispose of the, the, the third one. And we just got ourselves a, a DOS sprinter for, for just run around. Next. We're on to big onto online campaigns, Google ad campaigns, to increase our exposure, uh, upgrade our rankings in the Google. This is very, very important. You know, uh, the, the, the name that you have and the, uh, the hits that you get, the number of hits that you get, the traffic you bring to your website. So, uh, we have BFA, well, as far as websites, we have BFA.org for the public. And for the saints, you, this is where you can watch that video and other things, lettucewordrun.com. That, that has a lot of recovery speak. That means it's not for the public. It's for us. News, announcements, the latest things, blogs are all over there. Please visit it. Uh, uh, and then readersword.com. You can go there and customize your Bible reading schedule. Very useful. Spanish section, we also have a uh, BFA.org and a LettuceWordRun.org in all in Spanish. We're into social networking. Everyone is on Facebook, and so are we. Uh, we now have a fan page of uh, all, uh, eight, over 8,000 followers, fans. That's not bad. Huh? We believe probably by the end of the year we'll have at least 12,000 fans. These fans, most of them are not our saints. Uh, outside people who like the Bible, they block and say how good the Bible is. And whatever ads and new product we put on here will automatically be sent to them, and they will send it, then send it to their friends. And we also have Twitter. You can sign up for that if you wish and just follow us. Next. We are now developing mobile apps for both the Android and the iPhone. I think the Android should be coming out, the, the beta version should be coming out in a matter of weeks, iPhone to follow, and we want to build up even more robust apps coming up. You know, like in this, you can get into all, you can order online, you know, order, you can uh, get into Bible studies, you can uh, uh, have all kinds of things here, uh, the features of the recovery version, everything is here. You can have it all there, and you can send it to your friend, you can show it to them, demonstrate it, to them uh, about about uh, BFA service and also also all the products. Next, facilitate. That's follow up. 
Approximately 18 to 25 percent of the recipients have indicated a desire to be contacted. That's a lot. That means almost one out of four persons check a box and say, I'd like to be contacted. That means today we are not short of contacts. We're short of people to go and contact them. That's why we need to spread the fragrance of Christ. I'll tell you, I have a whole list of all the cities where there are uh, contacts from the last three years. Forget about the cold old contacts. Just the last three years, there are a lot of them, even in your cities. All you need is to contact BFA, and then you can go and contact these open and seeking ones in whatever city. To the extent possible, we connect those who desire further contact with the saints in the nearby churches for ongoing fellowship. Obviously, we are undermanned already, and we cannot contact people all over the country. It's really up to the saints in the churches. We really pray the Lord would raise up the churches to do this very, very worthwhile work of people who are open already, part of the 20 million. Next. Direct contact, that is to give away Bibles directly, okay, um, to meet people face-to-face, introduce them to the ministry, invite interested one to home-based meetings. So we suggest, maybe you're doing it already, uh, on the campus, in fairs, in the shopping center, to have a table to give away materials to people direct, and you can follow them up directly. Now, actually, you don't need to enter into the database, do all kinds of things. We don't request that anymore. We don't care. Just take those names and run with them in follow-up. Okay. Uh, Increasingly, the recipients are ordering their materials through our website, and they're not receiving them directly from a volunteer. They're just ordering online. While Internet orders have increased the amount of materials being distributed, it does not provide the same kind of personal touch that distributing materials uh, in person affords. You know, they get it online. There's no human beings there. To overcome this lack, we intend to send a series of emails to initiate personal contact with each of these recipients. That is to keep them warm until one of us can go there via email. Next. So these email contacts would be, number one, customer service. Did you get your Bible? Is it broken? You know, all these things. Number two, we will, we'll have some fellowship in these emails concerning the basic elements of Christian life, which they will get with their Bible. Within each me- email, we also provide links to other sources online, right? recoveryversion.org, readiesword.com, life study Bible radio broadcasts. Even before they get the Bible, they can go and listen to the radio broadcasts at the uh, Living Stream site. By receiving these emails, Recipients are given multiple opportunities to be connected with local saints for further fellowship. Next. Here's one response that I just talked about. Take take a look at it. From Pueblo, Colorado. See? People are not just getting, but they want to contact us. They want the church life. They want that, you see, that they're reading. Next. Here's another one from Louisiana. They're spreading them. They're raising up Bible study groups all over the place without any of us studying the Bible. And they want to get in touch with us. Traveling to, I don't know where Pearl River is, to go to Baton Rouge. 
This is happening, saints. Amen. We don't almost have to do a thing. You know, the Lord says, reap where you have not sown. This is such a picture of that. But saints, we got to rise up and go and contact these people. Lastly, educate. Uh, firstly, we have the illustrated guide. You know the, all the features in it. If you have not gotten this, you better get one. So you know how to use the recovery version and introduce it to the people you contact. There's one very good thing in this, the topical directory. Each one of these is a recovery version study. You want to study with a new one, the written word of God, its origin. There are the footnotes quoted for you, the verse, and you can just can 20 minutes and you can introduce them to that aspect of the truth. We have 120 such topics. It's all done for you. Okay, next. We have now going to, we are actually producing uh, study by, le by lessons. Online, uh, not yet, uh, yeah, we're developing online courses using the Illustrated Guide 120 topics. We're also shown here developing Bible lesson series, book by book. We have completed 24 lessons on the study of John, 24 lessons on the study of Romans. We have just completed. Galatians. We're going to work on Colossians. This is so that some people, they don't want to study topics. They want to study a book with you. And it is all here. Outline, verses, word studies, questions, focus, how to apply it in your daily experience. All there. You can do a 30 to 40 minute study with a person ready made. So this is there. Okay, this is the last one. John Wooden. Do you know John Wooden? You don't know? The greatest coach ever, right? He's the coach of UCLA uh, Bruins that won unprecedented 10 national NCAA championship in basketball. John Wooden. He had a seven-point seven creed, and one of the one is from his dad. Drink deeply from good books, especially the Bible, and see what he's holding here. Wow. So Coach Wooden got a New Testament recovery version. And we know it, it's from BFA because of this little thing falling out. That's our old illustrated guy. We know it because of that color right there, the lime green. Now we found out actually it's a couple of brothers who met him in a book fair. And, and in return for his autograph, which is a no-no, because these are supposed to be free, uh, gave him this uh, recovery version for which he was very grateful and said, I will read it. Uh, not too long after this, he passed away. I think he passed away this year. Yeah. Um, and there is actually a video from YouTube, but we cannot look at that. So that's, that's it. Okay, that's it. So saints, uh, I would only ask you, please pray for BFA. And you utilize BFA. It's all these resources at your fingertips. Just a few mouse clicks and you can get there. Tomorrow, we will show a 15-minute uh, video concerning the Lord's move in 2011 in the United States of America. Amen. Uh, with, a, with, with, with Really, with something uh, quite, quite great. So, we will share that tomorrow. But for tonight, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Amen.